This is the Knox Pride mm-hmm. Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm James. And we are each still individual people, but we are together. <laughs> Why is introducing yourself so awkward when there's nobody Do you think in it's front awkward? of you? A little bit. Okay. Well, I think it's the most awkward thing that we record is the intro. Do you think so? I mean, in in my experience, yes. <laughs> I feel like sometimes it can be a very magical thing when we intro each other. But then other times it could be like this and it's just like. Yeah. And then it's just a big womp womp. Well, I feel like you make me feel awkward when you say oh, I'm awkward. Oh. <laughs> you're, is this you gaslighting me into thinking that your problems are because of me? I feel like this one may be. I think Jeez. I might. I think I might chalk this one up to you. Making me feel awkward. Well, this is the part where you ask me how I've been. So how have you been, James? Well, it's great until we <laughs> hit record. <laughs> Thank you, JD, for that fitting sound effect. But no, honestly, seriously, how are you? I'm good. Right before we came here to record, I signed a lease on my new house that I'm moving into with my friend Caddy. I'm super excited. Me too. It's uh, about a half a mile from here, uh, Knox Pride. So I'm pretty excited that it's so close. And I've never lived on the south side. So watch out, Jughead. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a south side serpent now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where you <laughs> Where you currently live, is that not considered South Knoxville? No, that's East Knoxville. Parkridge is East Knoxville. Really? <gasps> now people know I live in Parkridge. Actually, okay. I'll have moved out by the time this episode comes out. Or no, you won't. I'll be moving out. Yeah. So. But still, I feel like Park Ridge is a pretty <laughs> big cul-de-sac neighborhood. Also, I area. feel like if literally anyone wanted to find me at any time, it would be very easy. So <laughs> I go to three places. I was going to say you're at the center. <laughs> no, four places. In the center, French fried. Your house. My house. Sometimes or South my Press. house or Southwest. <laughs> That's five. Well, so if you ever tried to stalk or kidnap James, um, those are the places you can. You know where to be. If it's Wednesday night, I'm at Marie's. Oh yeah, because you do the Wild at Wednesdays. Yeah, wow. I'm too old to do Wild. You're not old. You're just sleepy. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. I wake up at six o'clock in the morning, and I like to. I be in bed by ten. I don't wake up much past that. That's the only night of the week that I. Wild out is Wednesday. Well, because it's wild out Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I used to wild out when I was in my early 20s, but then I just got too old for that See, stuff. Me too, but when I was in my early 20s, you were in middle school, so it was a different. You're right. A different uh, time, a whole different time. Yeah, because you're 11 years older than me. Yeah. So, yeah, while I love to play this game where, especially with John or Dustin that I like to say, oh, when I was in kindergarten, you were in junior or senior year of your high school. You like your... Hu- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you like to make your husbands feel old? No. I th- or weird because... I think the weird part is what is what makes me laugh. <laughs> like just, th- just thinking about it, I just it just cracks me up. Any game. How have you been, Matt? Uh, I've been good. Um, you went back to to the office. I did. I started back at my actual office a few weeks ago, and that's been good. But yeah, other than that, it's just work. And then... Work, 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 work. Gearing up for Pride Fest. Yeah. And literally, it's less than 
two months away. And it's, you've been doing some merchandising, right? I have. I ordered some um, <laughs> merchandising. I just ordered some new shirts and some new merch. Um, so we'll have those before Pride Fest. So if you want to check them out, you can go to any of our events between now and then or just stop by Knox Pride. Um, but I'm super excited to you all to see these in person. I'm excited for the festival. Me too. <laughs> I'm just I just know that the next six weeks are gonna be incredibly busy. Yeah. But I'm like I'm ready for it though. I think that I'm most excited to experience the festival in a new way because generally I just MC yeah. one of the stages and I've just seen it from like the entertainment point of view. But this year I'm wearing several different hats, none of them being a hat that I've worn before. Well, that's at exciting. Fest, so I'm pretty excited. I hope you actually get physical hats that you're going to do during <laughs> all of this. Just start switching <laughs> hats throughout the day. <laughs> One hat for each task I have. Yeah. Sorry, you can't ride on my golf cart. It's full of hats. <laughs> I wouldn't think three hats are going to take up an entire oh, golf cart. I just cart. thought you meant a different hat for literally every task that I do that day, which will probably be a lot of tasks. Well, no, like just like uh, just like your main task or whatever. But it just came to me that I feel like we're more prepared this year for Pride because last year was the first time we did a three-day festival. Well, the last time was last year was the first time we did a lot. It's the first time yeah. we did a three-day festival. It's the first time we did it in October. It's the first time we've done it since COVID. So yeah. there was a lot to learn. I think we learned a lot about last year. And I we're think more that, prepared. Yes. Last year was successful. This year, we know how to make it even more successful. So I'm excited for you guys to see everything we've been working on and enjoy everything. We are The parade is on Friday again this year. Saturday is Pride Fest at the World's Fair Park. And then Sunday, we're moving the Sunday market to Sam Duff right here at the Pride Center. And I'm excited about that, too, because I think that there are some people that haven't made it over here to see the center that will get to see it. So. Right. And it's in South Knoxville, and it's going to be beautiful right over here. Yeah, Can't it's wait. my home now. South uh -oh. Knoxville is my home now. Here we go. Well, maybe, hopefully soon for us, too. Yeah, the, the, the goal is for you guys to live m no more than six houses down from me. So Okay, so we'll have a, a two-block <laughs> radius <laughs> that we can look at for houses. Actually, I think you guys are just going to move into my backyard. It's a huge backyard. It's a big backyard. I can't wait. You need to get, like... Maybe a dog or like an imaginary dog. I there's going to be a dog there. <gasps> Does Caddy have a dog? Yeah, Caddy has a little white dog named Sunny. He has Stop. his own TikTok. I did not know yeah. that. I guess I don't really know Caddy yet. You will. I only met her like twice. You'll fall in love with her. Well, I probably will. <laughs> shout out to Caddy. Yeah, shout out to Caddy. Should we bring Caddy on the podcast? Sure, and, why not? And interview her about what it's like to live with me. <laughs> yeah, let, let's just let, yep, let's do it. Let's I'll do I'll it. put it on the calendar. We did have speaking of guests, we did have a special guest planned for this evening. Unfortunately, forces and the universe uh, were against us, and he just could not record tonight. He had to back out last minute. So we'll have him on the podcast uh, soon enough. But I think we're just gonna chit chat for a while since we don't yeah. have a guest. We have been feeling pretty nostalgic lately. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about the 90s and the 80s. I mean, I feel like I'm nostalgic all the time because I don't I don't know why. 
It's just some people just are nostalgic people, and I'm one yeah. of those people. It's probably the reason why I love working in vintage fashion, and it probably is like I just pop culture in general is what I have been fed my whole life. So, but I think it's it's we're so nostalgic over it because of how different it is now with literally everything. Yeah, everything is different, and then we. Can but it's also oh. It's also the same. <laughs> like, it's different, but it's the yeah. same, you know? Like, yeah. everything that is popular now, I, I mean, not everything, but most of what's popular right now, especially in entertainment, is, and even art and fashion, is stuff that's recycled from when I was a teenager and when I yeah. was, like, a young adult. And that fashion was really stuff that was recycled from, like, the 60s and 70s, you know? Every generation just looks at something from 30 years ago and then they put their own spin on it, I think, you know? Yeah. Movies, too. Everything, you know? Transformers. Yeah, because uh, recently a new Transformers movie came out and they kind of threw it back to, like, some of the earlier comics and toys where they brought in the animals back into the universe. I haven't seen that one. We did sit down and watch about three Transformer movies in a row uh, at your house, and I realized afterwards that the only thing I hate more in a movie than a dragon is a, a transformer. <laughs> <laughs> you hate all the transformers. I I wasn't I wasn't really into it, and it may be because like I wasn't really into it when I was a kid, but all yeah. the other boys were, and so I felt like I had to pretend to be. Oh God, I'm but, sorry I, if I traumatized you. Recently. I don't think you did, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, I do remember like not having transformer toys when i was a kid and my mom and i a couple years ago had a conversation and i was like i wanted a transformer so bad and and you never got me a transformer and they weren't really that expensive like why didn't you ever get me a transformer and i remember like every time i blew out my birthday candles or pulled a wishbone i'd be like i wish for a transformer and but i never said it out loud i never just said to my mom I want a transformer. transformer. I just wished for it all the time. But so why? Because you didn't even <laughs> like them. Because all the other boys had transformers. And oh. that's what they brought to like show and tell. And I wanted to bring a stupid transformer to what, show and tell. What did you actually bring to show and tell? I don't know. Probably. A book? A worm? No, I wasn't that weird. I didn't bring, <laughs> I didn't bring animals to school. <laughs> Um, I don't remember. Well, hopefully on this episode we get to kick it, kick it old school, make it. Yeah, up. let's talk about uh, just everything. Okay, let's take a break first, though. Okay, we'll be right back. Hey, James, can you hand me that microphone cord on the bottom shelf? I sure can. Oh no. I ripped a huge hole in my pants. Well, that's embarrassing. What am I going to do, Matt? I wish there was somewhere I could find reasonably priced work clothes in a pinch. Haven't you heard of the Knox Pride Thriftique? I haven't. What's that? The Knox Pride Thriftique offers unique vintage finds and your everyday clothing and accessory needs. Plus, every dollar spent helps fund programs at Knox Pride. That sounds pretty great, Matt. What are their hours? The Knox Pride Thriftique is open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Stop in or visit knoxpride.com for more information.
And we're back from our commercial. What are you pointing at? Oh, it doesn't. It's not touchscreen, James. <laughs> I don't know how to use electronics. I'm looking at this cute little list of Matt made just a bunch of lists of things that were popular in the 90s and the early 2000s. And I I didn't do any kind of preparation. So I was going to look at what you had. Well, you know how my brain works. You had so much time to look at this list. <laughs> We've been here for an hour and a half. Uh-huh. And I tried to show you my list. Uh-huh. And you were just not happy with it. With your list? Yeah. Oh, I'm very happy with your list. Well, I mean, we're, we already hit record. We can't look at it now. I can do two things at once, Matt. Okay. Well, <laughs> so I wanted to have a retro, like, throwback flashback episode. You have to use two fingers, babe. <laughs> two fingers, babe. There's two fingers on there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't edit this out. <laughs> Just leave it in. Oh no, I'm keeping it in. <laughs> All right. So now, t- <laughs> now try. So this is the retro episode. So I'm teaching. There we go. Oh, I did it. I learned how to use a MacBooka. Okay. So any any gay, I wanted to have a retro throwback episode because I believe everything in the '90s and the 2000s were better as for every like all the good. TV shows and movies came out that I used to love. So, it, it some of it was better, but some of it was also like we need to talk about now because. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, you got me there. But yeah, there's there's some stuff on the list that like I mean like I had really appreciated Will and Grace when it was airing, but now I know how many problems that show had and <laughs> yeah, or Friends, you know, like. I loved Friends as it aired, but now I look back on it and I don't see any black people. And I see that the only queer people that existed existed to be the butt of jokes. And, yeah, you're right. You know, not to bring it down. But. All right, well, let's pick it back up. <laughs> and that's our episode, folks. We're out. <laughs> but I figured we get start with the 90s. Yeah. And then just kind of. I don't know. We'll just kind of progress throughout the year. So I was born in 1980, October of 1980. I was born July of 1993. So the 90s. So yeah, I see that you started this list with 1993. There were three more years of the 90s before you were born. You're right. I, but like that's, I, my first memories were of like, you, you have a memory 90s. from 1993? You have yeah. a memory from the year you were born? I popped out of the womb. Watching the Mickey Mouse Club. Watching the Mickey Mouse Club. On a full screen TV. Absolutely. A big, a big one of those uh, bubble back <laughs> TVs. <laughs> I like a literal like 1,100 pound TV. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, t- it took a village to move oh, a television. Man. Yeah, I, I think that probably... When I was a kid, we didn't have a big screen TV just because my dad didn't want to have to move it anywhere, you know? like Yeah. We just had a tiny one because it was easier to carry. We had a tiny one because we just couldn't afford yeah. anything else. We were just, <laughs> you're right. We were just poor. We were broke. I remember when we got the Nintendo, like the original Nintendo, and like... I didn't. I never played it because I've never really played video games, but I definitely told all my friends I ha- finally had one. And just for like the clout of it. Yeah, it was always like a little, a couple years after thing. Like things were popular that we got them. We did the same thing just because they were cheaper. Yeah, we got a. I remember when 
I think maybe I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I remember when my family got a five disc CD changer for the stereo system. Oh, yeah. Also, I remember having to have an entire stereo system and not just like a, a Bluetooth box. speaker and, <laughs> and your phone. <laughs> and we got the five disc changer and I was probably like 15. It, it was my all of my friends already had their own CD players in their room, but I was so excited. And my mom joined Columbia House, which is a place where you used to be able to get like 12 CDs for $5.99 or whatever. What? And, and it was like the 90s and you couldn't really track people very well back then because technology that existed for the masses. Yeah. Just it really didn't exist. So people would just like sign up for if you when you initially signed up, you got like 12 CDs for a penny and then you were committing to like pay so much a month to get like was two, there like a contract CDs. Yeah. But you you in the 90s, you couldn't be held accountable for a contract. you signed. <laughs> they were the 90s were wild. But anyway, this was a legit my mom was a legit Columbia House customer. But there were a lot of people who would just sign up and get the, the CDs for a penny and then just throw away all the letters they got in the mail that said you owed them money. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, CDs were probably, what, still $10, $12? Um, I think CDs were Higher? like $18, $19 probably in the 90s. What? Yeah, you. it was expensive to buy an entire CD. Uh, a lot of people would buy singles that would just have, like, a few songs on it because it was a little bit cheaper. Those were generally, like, $5.99 or $6.99. I couldn't imagine just playing a, the same song on repeat for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless I was just fully committed to that song, but. Well, I thought we were big stuff. And my mom said that we could each pick out two CDs from Columbia House. And I picked out an Indigo Girls CD and the Grease soundtrack. And I didn't know what non-binary was in 1995, but that probably was the most non-binary thing that I've ever okay. done in my whole life. I'm into that. Let's see, I don't really have a lot of memories from the 90s, but I do have some. I do... I didn't watch it when it came out, but because Mighty Morphin Power Rangers came out in 93. I was born in 93, so obviously I wasn't watching that. But growing up, like, I guess later on in like the 2000s, it became my favorite show ever. Yeah. I'm still obsessed with the Power Rangers now. I was 13 when the Power Rangers came out, and all of my friends were like too old for that. That was like for kids, yeah, because you know, we were 13. But now. it was cool. But I liked it, and I used to babysit these kids that were, like, like six and, like, eight years old yeah. when I was 13, because that's another thing that happened in the 90s <laughs> was, like, you would just leave your kids with another kid <laughs> that was a little bit older than them. Yeah, just a few years older. <laughs> but um, the those kids that I babysat would watch it, so I would, like, be like... This is a show for babies, but I would sit there and watch every episode with them. Yeah. So I also loved the Power Rangers, but I had to hide it. <laughs> God, that's sad. Also, I, hate that for you. I didn't know what being gay was back then, but I did know that I liked the way the Red Ranger looked. Oh, yeah. What was his name? Was it Zach? Yeah. Zach. No. Jason? Jason is the Red Ranger. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and his real the... name is like Austin something yeah and he does porn now. he he doesn't do porn now he did did he not do porn I feel oh like turn on your microphone that's an urban legend it was debunked oh yeah i thought huh. so too okay. people are just really good at photoshop i guess yeah apparently well we're not telling you to look it up but if you just so happen to type those letters in you may find it <laughs> i had power ranger 
I was so committed. I had Power Ranger bed sheets and a comforter. I had the whole like bedding set. I, f I felt like I was the coolest eight-year-old ever. Sure, Power Rangers were great, Matt. But did you ever watch Big Bad Beetleborgs? No, but I know what those are. It was wild. It was like, there was like a Power Ranger element to it, but also a haunted house <laughs> element to it where like these g ghosts and like werewolves and stuff lived in this haunted house that these kids hung out at that <laughs> I don't JD do you know what I'm talking about I remember the name but it was it, this, there were this... so many layers to it so these kids worked in a comic book shop okay I think I'm remembering this correctly while you're talking, we're going to have JD look it <laughs> He's up. He's going to look it up. <laughs> so they worked or they hung out in a comic book shop and something happened and they turned into the characters from their favorite comic book series or or they can turn into them a la Power Rangers. Yeah. Right? But they also, so they like fight crime as these like comic Beatles. book heroes, right? And then um, also they hang out at a haunted house and there's like characters that live in the haunted house I don't, we might have to have a watch party funnily enough done by saban entertainment oh that was okay who did mighty morphin power Rangers. yeah okay well so then i guess that will kind of make sense yeah i just remember that at the end of the song it went big bad beetleborgs <laughs> well i'll have to look that up <laughs> they don't come after us <laughs> for me singing that song Oh, oh! Are we gonna get sued? Is that how, is that how is that how we get sued? Is that, I thought you were gonna say is that how we get famous? <laughs> <laughs> is that how everything comes to fruition? We're gonna reboot it, or anyway. I mean, so if you wasn't watching <laughs> Power Rangers when you were thirteen years old, um, like the rest of us cool people, what were you watching? Well, the Mickey Mouse Club, like for sure, hands down. First of all. When I was a teenager, all I wanted to be was a singing, dancing teenager on television. Like, I didn't want to be an actor. Yeah. I didn't want to be on a sitcom or a soap opera. Just singing and dancing. I wanted to be a performing teenager on a television show with okay. other performing teenagers. You wanted to be on Kids Incorporated. Yes. Any any of them. Mickey Mouse Club, Kids Incorporated. There was one on Nickelodeon in like the mid to late 90s called Roundhouse that was like singing and dancing and sketch comedy it was very like in living color but okay. it was young people okay i i any of that saturday night live any of that that is that was like my i just watched all of that growing up because i just wanted to entertain people so while i was looking this stuff up today i i, I noticed that it said that the mickey mouse club had its sixth season launch in 93 and I didn't realize who was on it so many people were on that that 90s one it was wild i was like I just didn't, I guess, think that they were all on there at the same time. Yeah. They're, it, it's like uh, Justin Timberlake, J.C. Chazé. Is that how you say his name? Uh, Christine Aguilar, Britney Spears, Carrie Russell. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, yeah. Like, soon-to-be Academy Award-winning Ryan Gosling. It's so crazy to think about that they were all the same age, or relatively the same age, and... On that show. Did you time. watch it? No. Oh my God. It was so good. And they had like, they also had this mini soap opera that would run like, like two and a half minute segments on every episode. 
and I think it was called Paradise Cove. And it was I think like, you talked about that before. It, oh, it was so good. It was so good. And I loved Carrie Russell and her long curly hair. And then my mom and I, in like the late 90s, she was on a show called Felicity and she cut all her hair off and the world was shook. I actually found this photo earlier. Oh, is that the... Oh, my God. That was her promo shoot. We'll put put this on the Instagram. It's amazing. Yeah, that's Ryan, Brittany, Christina, Justin. Like, literally all at the same time. Wow. That's JC right there. I don't know who these two people are, but we'll look it up. I don't either, but... That's so cute. Yeah. It's so adorable. And when I found that, I was like, I have to make sure that we post this on the Instagram. I love that. Yeah. Any... um, Also... Around that same time, there was a show that uh, I thought for a large part of my life might have been a fever dream until I was an adult and other people also started talking about it. It was called Adventures in Wonderland, and it was like an Alice in Wonderland show. Yeah. And the concept was that she could go like back and forth through the mirror whenever she wanted. So she would just like go hang out in Wonderland for a while, but it was set in the 90s. And so, like the the March or the White Rabbit was like on rollerblades. Oh, and, that's like, cool. It uh, there's probably actually I should go back and look because there's probably some famous names in that that I didn't realize were famous when yeah. I was a kid. But I love that, and that was back when the Disney Channel didn't just like. I wonder how much of this I have to explain. Okay, so before you just had Disney Plus, <laughs> this, I'm explaining to the audience, okay. maybe, not to you. <laughs> See, I, um, I'm aware. Before you had Disney Plus, you had Disney like on your cable package <laughs> yeah. before streaming. And back in the 90s, it wasn't free, but they would like every like few months, they would do like a weekend for free. And, and if it was free Disney Channel weekend, you didn't you didn't go hang out with your friends or anything. Everybody was just like inside for the for the three days that you got it. Yeah. And um I just that was like the highlight for me was getting to watch these kids performing on TV. I'm jealous. <laughs> I didn't I didn't really get stuff like that. We it's already time for a break and we've barely gotten to the mid 90s. Right. This episode might be longer than we thought. <laughs> longer than you thought. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second. Hey Matt, hey James. Do you like having fun? Yeah. Do you like meeting new people? Absolutely. Do you like pouring your heart out into a room full of complete strangers? You have no idea. What about being in bed by 9.30? Now we're talking. I've got the perfect event for you. Join me every Wednesday night at South Press from 6 to 9 for karaoke, presented by South Press and Knox Pride. So we're back hello. and hello. <laughs> so for me, the the like sweet spot for the 90s was like, like 95 to 2000. That's when I was really consuming a lot of yeah. TV and movies and just media in general. And it's, uh, I was still consuming very large amounts of soft food. I was supposed <laughs> to that say you were still life. consuming milk. <laughs> Applesauce. Mashed potatoes. Oh, great. Thanks. Anyway. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> For me, 
the 90s, like what encompasses the 90s is the CW. Okay. Which eventually became... What happened to the CW? The WB and oh, UPN you're became right. the CW. It was the WB first. Yeah. And and the first... I think probably the first big show that really brought attention to the WB was Dawson's Creek. I yeah. feel like that's the show that they used to like... I don't know if the network existed before that and this is just how they were like getting people interested or if this is what launched the network. I can't really remember, but um, I loved Dawson's Creek. My I, sister yeah. did too. It felt like there had been shows about teenagers before. There had been like Clarissa Explains It All, which yeah. I loved. And there had been like, Hey Dude. And, you know, there had been, it existed, but it didn't exist the way that Dawson's Creek existed. Like, I don't know. They just, they didn't seem as like hokey as some of the other teen shows did. Yeah. It seemed more realistic. Also, they like had, they used a lot of like <laughs> vocab words and stuff. And I just thought they were really cool. And then I think shortly after that, Buffy came out. I think when Dawson's Creek began its second season, Buffy came out. I'm pretty sure. And they were back to back. They paired them up. And I immediately loved Buffy. I was okay. a big fan of the the movie that I think came out in like 92 or 93. Mm -hmm. And it had Chrissy Swanson in it. And um, the late Luke Perry was in it. Yeah. And also the late um, Paul Rubens was in it. It's a great movie. And I was really excited when they made it into a series. Did you watch uh, any of that, like, 90s WB? I I remember, obviously not when it came out, but, like, I remember I remember watching some of Buffy. Yeah. But not all of it. And I've never, even to this day, I've never watched the movie. Oh, the... The movie is very different from the television show. The yeah. movie is sort of what the creator, it was like his base, okay. but he had to do a lot of things that would draw attention to the movie and get the movie watched. Like it wasn't necessarily exactly what he wanted. And then he got to do the show, which was what Buffy was always supposed to be. And the show went on for quite some time, didn't it? Yeah. Seven seasons. Seven seasons. Yeah. Wow. And, and, Wow. The last two seasons are just... I think the last three seasons are the best seasons. It, they're literally like... I know I say this about things when I'm joking, but th they're literally like a master class in character development, those last three seasons of Buffy. Okay. It's, they're so good. And after the fifth season, um, the WB canceled them. And they... Spoiler alert. They killed Buffy. They ended the show with Buffy what? dying. And then... Almost immediately, I think fans were, like, riding in and doing Pissed. everything they could. And um, so they sold, or I don't really know the, like, legality of it, but yeah. they gave it a second life on a network called UPN. And so they came back, and they made a sixth season and then a seventh season. And you can tell how grateful everybody Yeah the writers, the actors, everybody was to have that second chance. And they, they just went as big as they could. And they're just, um, it's just amazing television. Okay. It's so I may have good. To check it out. Look season six more. is the best. In my opinion, season six is the best season. So you made a face JD. You don't think season six JD is a big Buffy fan. Also, 
it's taken me so much not to, <laughs> not to come into this. <laughs> you don't think that season six, what's your favorite season? Season five is my favorite yeah. because I think Glory is the best big bad. Yeah, it's a good series. season. I like season six. Most people hate it because there isn't a real big bad. Yeah, because they are the big because bad. Because they are the big bad. <laughs> like, the like Buffy becomes the big bad? Yeah, well, no, the, being an adult. They're, they're battling wow. themselves. Yeah. They're learning how to to like live life as adults and, and have friendships as adults. And yeah. It... And also, like, not not to spoil anything. This is a show that is like beyond all of this point. So, obviously, Buffy dies in season five, and they have to find a way to bring her back. So they bring her back from the dead, and then they find out they pulled her out of heaven. Yeah, is what they did. She's yeah. Wow. She was like, there's a scene where she's like, I, they don't know and they can't know that I was happy that I was like finally I was finished. Finished, <laughs> and they pulled her out of it. That's wild. Yeah. It's so it's such an incredible show. Okay. And then there was Charm. Can we do a, an episode um, where we just talk about Buffy? <laughs> <laughs> what if we just did a, just like a short, like four episode podcast about the WB in the 90s in general? Yes. Okay. I love that. We'll, we'll put it on the books. There was Charmed. Charmed was really good. The remake of Charmed is also really good. I never um, watched really either. It's about witches. Uh, well, I I knew I knew that much. I guess Kaylee Cuoco, young Kaylee Cuoco, is on uh, oh, is the she? last couple of seasons. I like of that. her. Yeah, yeah. It started with Shannon Doherty, Alyssa Milano, and Holly Marie Combs. Holly Marie Combs. Yeah, and then at some point, a few seasons in, Aaron Spelling realized why he didn't work with Shannon Doherty anymore, <laughs> and uh, she was written out of the show, and they wrote in a character. For um, Rose McGowan. Okay. One of your favorite shows was in the 90s. The Real World. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I read a little bit about it today, but not very much. But it, the first one was New York. Mm-hmm. It said uh, came out in 1992. Yeah. I read where it... I think the first two seasons are New York. I think that the first two seasons are the same cast. It was the only time that they did that. And then they brought in... A different cast every season yeah. after that. Because they only filmed for like maybe two months. And then it said that the three days after they finished filming, it was already out. Like, out. And I was yeah. like, that's wild for it well, to be so quick. And also that first season, there's a really good series that you can watch now on Paramount Plus that they bring everybody back from those first two seasons and they live in the same house mm. now. Oh, I love that. And um, Eric Neese, who is very famous <laughs> for being famous, came from that first season. But they talk about how the cast talked about how they didn't know what was going on. And, yeah. and the, the team was being very secretive and they only gave them a little bit of information at a time. But it turns out that they, the team didn't know what they were doing either. <laughs> so that's why they weren't like, they were not very well informed because they just started filming and they had no idea what was yeah. going to come of it. And I probably watched at least the first 10 or 12 seasons of that before I oh, fell wow. off. I watched a lot of it. But for me, it was all about the real world road rules challenge. That yeah. was like, yeah, because a lot of shows came. Yeah. After all, like, yeah, and real the world real world because of the, it, the real world road rules challenge has surpassed <laughs> the what the, the real world road rules <laughs> challenge. Um, it has surpassed either show that w- 
were its parents, if you will. Like, yeah. the eventually the they just quit doing the road rules. Like in the early two thousands, I think when they started doing the challenge, it yeah. sort of faded out the the road, road rules. rules. Yeah, and they haven't done a real world in a while, but they still make the challenge. It's in its like one millionth season, <laughs> and TJ Lavlin still hosts it. And a lot of those people from the original ones are still on there competing, like Johnny Bananas, who I know you love. Uh, I, I love me <laughs> some Johnny like, Bananas. They they're still fighting for that's crazy to this think about. Money. They, <laughs> They've made a career out of it. Johnny Bananas has been chasing this money for. 15 yeah. years. <laughs> Sometimes he gets it. I still watch him though. But now that it's on Paramount Plus, they've expanded and it's not just real world road rules people. Yeah. Um, now it's like people from Big Brother, people from Survivor, oh, people so cool. from Amazing Race, people from Love Island, any any of the reality shows that are on Paramount. Has Sheree now. been on there? She has not been on that, but there are, um, you would recognize quite a few people yeah. from other reality shows. I love definitely. Yeah, she's currently on Big Brother with her son. Yeah. Spoiler, another yeah. spoiler. Yeah, I, I'm not going to, I mean, hopefully if you're a Big Brother fan, you've at least already watched the first episode where they say that. But <laughs> <laughs> also, Big Brother spoils everything on their Facebook, so don't ever... Anyway, that didn't happen in the 90s. <laughs> um, so something really popular in the 90s came out, and that was Beanie Babies. Oh, I was not a Beanie Baby person. No. I feel like JD might have been, though. I, I definitely no, was. No, you, you didn't Beanie Baby? I collected them fiercely. I loved Beanie Babies so much. They were, like, the best. Well, you know, have you met my friend Kelly, Kelly J? I don't think so. She has a bean. Uh, she still has her Beanie Baby collection. I love that. And it's like she has it in like sh um, shoe compartments on the back of all of the doors, bedroom doors in her house. Party, I love and that. And then she has like big stacks of ones that are in like little plastic. I love container, it. Little, what are they? Display containers. Yeah. People were very enthusiastic about Beanie Babies. Like yeah. I, we were watching that show recently. I know some of it's not real or whatever, but. That is such... Oh, uh, somebody recommended the Beanie Baby show to me. It's very good, but it's 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 out there. <laughs> I, I didn't realize how intense it was for Beanie Babies back in the day. I think I remember, like, thinking, that's dumb. Yeah? Like, like it wasn't... But I don't... I don't know that I really collected anything when I was a kid, honestly. There wasn't, like... One toy that I had every one of, or anything like yeah. that. Like, I felt like I collected Beanie Babies, but not, not as a sport, just for fun. I was probably too <clears throat> unfocused <laughs> to collect anything. <laughs> like, I would just be like, "Oh yeah, I wanted another one of those, but I forgot to get it," or you know, like, yeah, I just didn't. I, I didn't collect anything except for imaginary friends. Well, that's cute. A lot Are of you, well on a again on a brighter note, um, <laughs> a, lo <laughs> a lot of popular toys came out of the nineties. Um, Tamagotchis, Furbies. I don't really remember Betty Spaghetti's. Do you remember those? Kind of. They she had like long rubbery hair. Yeah, I've seen a photo of it, but I wasn't really aware or what. I don't what know what some of these are that you have on here though. Of which so hit hit clips. You remember what hit clips? I are? do remember hit clips. Sky dancers. I do remember Sky Dancers. They were so cool. What is this you have up here? Wait. 
I've never heard of a lot of these you have up here. What, the TV shows? Oh, are those the Beanie Babies oh, names? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, okay. I, I was like, I don't remember a toy called Flash the Orca. No, there was nine original ones. And I had... You did some research, I told Betsy. You, I told you. But uh, anyways, um, my favorite ones are Game Boy Color and Nintendo 64 because I played... Oh, those are not Beanie Babies. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I can see where you would be lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got JD on that one. Uh, but other toys from the 90s. Those were my favorite ones. Uh, the Nintendo 64 was by far my favorite thing ever still. Again, I just didn't have it. I, I was aware of this stuff. I think I had a Tamagotchi because... It, at this point, I'm like in high school and I'm in a youth group at a okay. Baptist church and we all had Tamagotchis and we all did theater for Jesus. Amen. But um, <laughs> like I definitely never had like a Furby or anything like that. JD, of course you had a Furby. Do you still have a Furby? No, but the year they came out, I went to Walmart at four o'clock in the morning to wait in line to get wow. one. <laughs> like the originals or yes. like the, okay. <laughs> I thought you you might have had like a remake that had all the digital and, eyes and, and stuff. So I was a teenager and some old woman in line asked me, he's like, oh, are you here to get this for your sister? And I was like, no, bitch. This is <laughs> no, this is for me. You better uh, you better bleep yourself when you edit this. Um, <laughs> Wait, first of all, before we move on, I do have to one more time talk about my new roommate, Caddy, because you know that she has a like huge wearable Furby that's made out of like tinsel no and shit. way. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And it's, <laughs> we don't know where we're going to put it in this tiny house that we're about to move into, but we're going to figure it out. Just get some push pins and just hang it on the wall. <laughs> or make just, it art. I mean, I think we should put it on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> that it's would be big. Cool. Well, that would, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. All right. But yeah, I didn't really have, uh, I didn't have any of that stuff. I guess at this point, I was just carrying around my Bible all the time. <laughs> well, let's take a break. And then I want to get into the 2000s. Yeah. Because uh, this is when it just We also haven't off. really talked much about fashion either. We might have to have a part two of this. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hey, Bayette. Hello, James. It's... Our favorite time of the week. It's time for the calendar. Calendar. All right. On August the 24th, we have Knox Pride Thriftique back to school shopping event from 6 to 8 p.m. On the 25th of August, we've got Rainbow Teen Social Club from 6 to 8 p.m. And on August the 26th, we have Willet Earring Thriftique pop-up from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And we have the Knox Pride Presents Trans MB Support Group from 1 to 3 p.m. The 29th of August, I am hosting the Knox Pride Volunteer Meetup for our Pride Fest in October. That is from 6.30 to 8, and we will have pizza and snacks. On August the 30th, we have Knox Pride and South Press Presents Karaoke Nights from 6 to 9 p.m. at South Press. August 31st, we're bringing back our bi-weekly Dungeons & Dragons Meetup from 5 to 9 and on September the 2nd, you can join us at Blunt Pride from 1 to 8 p.m. And that is at the Clayton Center for the Arts in Maryville, Tennessee. September 2nd through September 4th, the Pride Center will be closed for Labor Day weekend. We will reopen on Tuesday the 5th. 
September the 6th, Knox Pride and South Press presents Karaoke Nights from 6 to 9 p.m. And that's at South Press. The 7th of September, we have Living Queer in East Tennessee, a support group presented by Knox Pride and the YWCA from 5 to 6 p.m., as well as Knox Pride Drag Night at the Holistic Connection, hosted by Jules. That's from 8.30 to 10. And for more information on these events and more, you can always visit knoxpride.com. And we're back. So <laughs> we decided that during the break that we are just going to make the 2000s a separate episode because there's still so much to talk about with the 90s. So be on the lookout for that. Um, <laughs> we got a little bit more to talk about, though. I feel like we can't talk about the 90s without talking about Pokemon. Yeah. But I don't really know much about Pokemon. <sighs> I love Pokemon. <laughs> Three cuss words in one episode. <laughs> we're we're gonna have to throw an explicit oh, sign up there. Just um, put some beeps over it. Yeah, or just put some funny noises over it, like a, a, horse a fart noise. Neigh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that works too. All right, Matt, will you please tell me about Pokemon? I love Pokemon so much. Um, so when it originally came out, um, it was I think. Was it 98, 96? There was like originally 125, 150 Pokemon. They were amazing. They were my favorite. They're probably still my favorite things besides Power Rangers. <laughs> but I just fell in love with them. They're all modeled off of animals. Like Pikachu was a rat. I mean, some of them like Lapras but, was. But eventually they were like. Wasn't there like a lamp Pokemon at one point? I think there is now. Okay, can I talk about the lamp yeah, Pokemon? Uh, you, you should also talk about Pokemon because you also love Pokemon. Take it away. There is a lamp Pokemon, and it's a very sad one. I think it's considered a ghost type because the flame in the lamp is powered by the souls of dead children. And so that particular Pokemon is commonly seen outside of children's hospitals. Why am I not more into Pokemon if things like that exist? A lot of Pokemon are also based on um like uh, like Japanese yokai, like um oh, okay. different monsters and legends yeah. and like there's some that are even based off of like uh legends and monsters that we have here too. I'm into that. What Pokemon am I? There's only one answer. I'm probably going to go with Jigglypuff. Snorlax? Yeah, I'm Snorlax. Yeah. <laughs> I thought well, I didn't want to like I love mean. I love naps. Okay. Well. <laughs> and also doesn't he evolve into somebody who just eats a lot of snacks? Or is that who he I is think maybe before later, he's Snorlax? Later on he might evolve. There is is it Munchlax? Yeah, becomes, Munchlax. Becomes Snorlax, I think. Okay. So yes, sure. both both of those are me. I what what kind what po what Pokemon is Matt? Meowth. Meowth. <laughs> <laughs> I and guess I do know a little bit about Pokemon. What would JD be? I'm Team Rocket. <laughs> but, yeah, J you are both Jesse and James. <laughs> <laughs> That's their names, right? Jesse and yeah. James. You Bi are <laughs> bi bisexual icons. Yeah. Jesse yeah. You alone are both of them. That's very true. I love that. I never <laughs> thought about that until just now. But Pokemon. I, love that reference. I recently bought a. Pokemon sticker from somebody at the market and I was never so excited in my life over these because I used to be obsessed. I used to collect the like the trading cards and like 
Did you play it too, oh, or did yeah. you just collect the no, cards? No, I, I played them too. I played that, and then like Yu-Gi-Oh. If you remember what that one was, JD, do you remember the arm thing he had that you he got to put his cards on, and like it was? Yeah, that's what you had to. That's what you had to do, 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 do with. Yeah. Well, so I, I had one of those, and I still, I still sometimes think about getting a dark magician girl tattoo. I. That would be probably the coolest thing. I keep on looking at like original toys from the 90s, like on eBay and stuff. And I really want the original Megazord, but it's like a couple hundred dollars, maybe even well, a couple thousand. That's you just, have a birthday coming up. I just had a birthday <laughs> like two weeks ago, <laughs> three weeks ago. Um, anyways, you're so crazy. Did you ever have pogs? No, I don't know what that is. JD had Pogs for sure. What is Pogs? I collected Pogs. Yeah. <laughs> I I, used I had to... a Pog maker where I could make my own custom Oh, pogs. that's cool. I used to go to school early in junior high to play Pogs with my friends, but then they banned them from our school because they said it was like child gambling or something. What? <laughs> so Pogs were these... There, was this, there were three elements of Pog playing Pog. You had a mat. You didn't necessarily... Oh, you did have to have a mat because the scoring involved the mat. So you had a mat, and then you had pogs, which were these circular pieces of cardboard with, like, any... The Ninja Turtles on it, pizza on it, Barbie. Like, every, like, toy made pogs. Okay. Or whatever. And then you had something called a slammer, which was also round the same circumference of the pogs, but it was usually made out of like heavy plastic or even metal. And it had like also had like a Ninja Turtle on it or a Power Ranger yeah. on it or whatever, or just a puppy or something. Some of them were generic and just had like yeah. cute animals. And the game was that you, everybody would throw in the pogs that they were, that they were like gambling. Okay. <laughs> and you would stack them up and then you, on your turn, you would like, I don't think you were supposed to hit the stack, but you had to like hit near the stack to make them all fall over. And anything that landed off of the mat became yours. So you got to like take other people's pogs. Okay. So this, but you also might lose your pogs. So this is child gambling. It is child gambling. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Do you know why it was called pog? No, I don't. So the original pogs, because the like the cardboard pieces were actually the tops to bottles. Um, it was the juice that the bottles came off of. It was pineapple, orange, guava juice. Oh, so I think it originated in Hawaii. Oh. I'm not mistaken. Okay. Well, that's but cool. You you had you would keep your pogs in like a plastic tube that had a lid that like popped on and off and like like a if roll you of were film? cool, yeah, like like they made like. <laughs> They made like a big roll of film, yeah. <laughs> but they made like I remember like there being like belts that they made that you could like slide okay. your like, pogs down. Your Come leg. on, fashion. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. I remember like I would bring the pogs, and my friend would bring like a plug-in alarm clock CD player, and we would plug it in in the hallway and put Green Day Dookie in, and we would play pogs until the adults just saw that we were having a good time and told us we couldn't anymore. Wait, go back to what you said before the adults at Green what? Green Day Dookie? What is that? Green Day's album Dookie? 
Oh, I didn't ever know they had an album named Dookie. Yeah, that's the one that like kind of catapulted them into fame in the 90s. It has all the Green Day songs you know on it. Probably. But anyway, I had a I had a fondness for child gambling. <laughs> they also banned Beavis and Butthead from my junior high school. Well, I could that I could probably see. Um some of those shows in the 90s were Questionable for children. The ni- the nineties had no adults. laws. No, no laws. It was chaotic energy. Yeah. I I think that if you survived the nineties, you deserve a happy life. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll raise a glass to that. Oh, uh, what about Disney movies? That was like a really good. I mean, choices. <laughs> you know, like. I guess Pocahontas did come out in the 90s. Yeah. And as much as I loved it as a kid, it's definitely... Troublesome now. Yes, very much so. But like The Lion King, Aladdin was my favorite Disney movie. I loved Aladdin so much. Mine was Little Mermaid. And also I, and also Lion King. I, loved, I liked The Little Mermaid too, but for me, Aladdin was like... I don't know. I don't know why. I also remember trying to play the Aladdin and the Lion King games on Sega, and they were so hard. Do you remember the one for Lion King where you had to jump on the giraffe head? I feel like I remember either Lion King or Aladdin being one of those first Sega games to have the technology to like grab onto something and pull yourself up. Yeah. I think that's one of those two games. They're hard. The Lion King Sega game... I tried to play it at South Press recently because she has that video game machine. And I guess it's called an arcade game. The Aladdin game is, I think, considered to be one of the hardest, like the hardest first levels. Because when you have to like escape the Cave of Wonders, that's at the very beginning of the game. Yeah. It's one of the hardest levels in any video game. Yeah. They were challenging. I tried to play them recently. And even, I mean, I don't have a lot of, I don't play video games, so I'm not good at them anyway, but... We should do that one day. We should go to South Press and just hang out and drink coffee. Have, and, have a little Betsy day and like go drink and coffee. And play video games. And play video games. And go to the comic book store. Yeah, because it's right next door. Mm-hmm. I love it. That sounds good. Let's do it. Jacob, you can come too. If you want. <laughs> I know you're so busy. You can come too. Bring your green hat. <laughs> what other Disney movie? Oh, uh, Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Which was a fantastic movie. I loved Hocus Pocus. I, I, I still love watching that to this day, like multiple times during. I didn't the- have when I didn't. My parents weren't like super into like spooky things or Halloween or anything like that. And so I didn't know that I was until around this time when like Hocus Pocus came out and like. A couple years later, Casper the Friendly Ghost came out. Yeah, and like th- that, those are my origin stories for being a little spooky, a little spooky person. I love it for sure. Not the craft in 1996. Oh, the craft is like, listen, <laughs> I love the craft. There's so much about the craft that is there to be appreciated. Like, first of all, give me private school fashion any day. That is like. For me, that is like the best kind it was of like streetwear is like private school. Like, I love the idea of taking something that you're forced to wear and yeah. putting yourself into it. And so, any movie from the '90s that has that kind of aesthetic, I'm here for. But I, the craft, like, I don't. It that's what made me just love 
so much. Yeah, what a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston. Oh, my favorite Cinderella movie. I I loved that. I all this. When did that come out? Um, like ninety seven. So this is when yeah. I was doing. This is when I'd started doing theater, and I think like either that year or the year before or the year after we did a big production of Cinderella at the community theater that I did things at when I was a teenager. Oh, cool. And I remember loving the fact that this version of it was blindly casted, which means like you just cast based on talent and not on anyone's skin tone or race or size or anything like that. Right. And so I loved seeing so much representation in something that, previously only represented the white people yeah. like and so i loved it i loved that version of cinderella and i really kind of enjoyed the one recently with um billy porter and is it like camilla cabella or some, yeah, something like that um, i enjoyed that one too i haven't watched that one Me it's cute i was talking about it the other day and i i love billy porter and i love camilla but I just never, got, I guess, got around to watching it, even though it came out yeah. like a couple years ago. I recommend it. But no, that was one of my favorite movies what ever. Space Jam. I, I liked <laughs> it. It was good. I mean, because I guess I did love the Looney Tunes. Because I mean, who who doesn't love the Looney Tunes? Bugs Bunny was my favorite. For me, it was Lola. Yes, she was. Such... First of all, I don't. I have just always felt. For some reason, like Lola is trans, first of all. I think that I would love that. I think that she's a beautiful trans woman. And I think I thought that even when I was younger, maybe because Bugs Bunny used to dress in drag all the time. Maybe that's like the but I I love Lola. But see, it wasn't a, it wasn't a problem back then. I would get a tattoo of Lola. People nowadays wanna anyways, I don't want to get started on a tangent, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to love I did like Lola. And then yeah. uh, Tasmanian Devil, that was he's on there. And then who else was it? Was uh, was it Sylvester? Yeah, I like Sylvester too. All of them. Porky. Oh, Porky. So <laughs> we didn't even get to talk about fashion. We which, didn't. I mean, your fashion then was just like, Oshkosh bagosh onesies <laughs> or like. <laughs> I was. You were still just being swaddled. Literally. (laughs) There is a home video of me and my dad and my my mamaw of my grandmother holding me around, which I would assume was her house because my parents were young when they had me. Um, But my grandmother was just holding me walking around the house and she's yelling at my dad and she's like, Tony, you want me to give old Matthew a bath? And it was so cute because I was like... (laughs) Two years old, and I would just look so precious. Um, Wait, let's let's end this episode by talking about the most embarrassing photograph that exists of each of us. Do you have like a really embarrassing photograph that exists of you? I only have very few photos that exist. Okay, from from me back that back in like the nineties. Um, I can try to find them, and we'll we'll see what we can do with those. I have a really embarrassing one. We can't post it, though, because I'm naked in it. <laughs> but when I was a kid in the 80s, my we used to, when I lived in Iowa, we used to camp, like, almost every weekend that it wasn't, like, winter. Yeah. We would camp 
because we were poor, but my parents wanted to like hang out with their friends. Like there was always like three or four families and we would just camp like on the water together. And one year I like ate or drank something that made me really sick. And I was probably like seven or so, six or seven. Yeah. And I was so sick that like my parents had to just strip me naked because I was spewing out of like every oh my god just all over the side of the campsite and just miserable and they took a picture of me while it was happening like they stopped and took a picture of me it was like after you know like I was like done and I was just like (laughs) I'm literally just like shaken and naked and they stop and took a picture of me <laughs> and so you think the naked part is what you can't show on instagram well, <laughs> you don't see you can't see the other stuff in the photo yeah. it's just me like after the aftermath aftermath yeah and i don't ever want to hear you say spewing <laughs> well <laughs> ever again that was so gross especially I mean, what you're talking about <laughs> it, it happens sometimes do you have any embarrassing photos of you when you were a child jd that exists mine are kind of along the same lines as yours um, were you spewing <laughs> uh, <laughs> out, out of my eyes yes <gasps> i had a you know I, i've always had a lot of feelings yeah um and so i would cry and my parents would take pictures of me crying and make oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's so mean there was like three pages in our family photo album it's just pictures of me crying oh. at various ages oh my that's god that's what like CPS didn't exist back then. <laughs> no, no one just called them when they should have. You just had a baby and took it home, and then no one asked any <laughs> more questions ever of you back then. <laughs> yeah, because my siblings were mean to me. Like, I remember having like bumps on my head because, like, there's a one time we were playing baseball outside and I got hit with the bat, and then the next time I got hit with the ball. And so, like, and my parents were just like, oh, just. Put a little ice pack on it. You're fine. I'm like, I could have got a concussion. You mean walk it off? <laughs> that too. Rub some dirt in it. One of my cousins hit me over the top of the head with a brick whenever I was like, I think, I think five or six because I can't remember it because of it cracked me over trauma. The head yeah, but yeah, my parents didn't take me to the hospital or anything no. when that happened. So that's probably why I can't remember it. And I probably had a concussion. So <laughs> oh yeah, awful. I was so I'm was not only the youngest in my immediate family, but I was also the youngest out of all of my cousins. And when I lived in Iowa before we moved to Tennessee, I spent all of my time with my cousins. Yeah. All of them, but one lived close and we would spend the weekends together, if not like all week together. And some of them were teenagers and, They were just so mean to me. I just always wanted so bad to hang out in their rooms and they would let me in their rooms. And then every time they would just start telling these really awful stories about like ghosts and murder, they would just make up these terrifying stories because I was such a big fraidy cat when I was little. Oh my God. They were so mean to me. Poor James. Then we moved to another state and... I didn't really get to see them much. I don't think so. (laughs) Because they all turned out to be like pretty cool. But (laughs) later on in life. So the 90s, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The 90s. Y'all, thank you so much for listening to us run on tonight. (laughs) We've had a really good time. Yeah. This this was like actually a really fun episode. And I'm actually excited about the 2000s because that's when 
I lived. That's when I got tagged. <laughs> that's, that's when you actually have memories. <laughs> well, for me, the 2000s is like me moving away from like, like leaving my family and coming to Knoxville, yeah. which what not that far away. But, you know, it was the beginning of me like becoming an adult. Yeah. So that was my middle school. Early teens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's when queer little Maddie just <laughs> just bloomed. James, this was fun. Yeah, this was really fun. Thank you so much. If you guys enjoyed, make sure to like the podcast. Even if you didn't, please like the podcast. Uh, We're fun. This yeah, was, the, the, you you you'll, you enjoy this. Yeah, uh, rate and review. That would be great. Uh, we also have unlocked Derlet. Der- Excuse me. Direct <laughs> listener support. Thank you, Matt. Direct listener support. If you're interested in that, there'll be some notes uh, in the show notes for about that. Um, it's a good thing we're wrapping it up. I'm losing it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's getting close to my bedtime. It's it's eight forty five. I think we covered everything though. Yeah. Um, All right. Well. And well, we uh. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. We see you. We hear you. And we love you. You didn't say it. (laughs) (laughs) One more time. We see you. We hear you. And And we we love love you. you. Bye, y'all. Knox Pride Podcast is produced by J.D. Davis, Matt Navarro-Camp, and James Owens with recording and engineering by J.D. Davis. Knox Pride Podcast is a community-driven effort, and we need your help. Please email us at podcast at knoxpride.com with any questions, ideas for guests, or suggestions on content. And don't forget to follow us at Knox Pride Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Knox Pride Podcast is brought to you by Knox Pride Network with funding from the United Way. Thanks Thanks for for listening. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Knox Pride.